Hey, welcome to today's podcast. Welcome to Western New York Entrepreneur, where we help entrepreneurs take the next step in their own business. And uh, today we have a, a, another good interview on this entrepreneurial journey with this podcast. Uh, we have Brian Ellsworth. Uh, I was always thinking about how am I going to give you a title, but you're really you're just a serial entrepreneur. <laughs> so, and uh, Brian's such an interesting guy. Once you really get to know him, and unfortunately, you probably can't pack that all in 30 minutes. Otherwise, that would be the podcast itself. But uh, Brian is someone that really is just uh, really just uh, really just been very successful in everything he's done, and he gives back to the community. But you know what? I'm done talking about it because I think Brian, you should you should tell your own story. So, for our listeners out there, you know, Brian, what should what should they know about you? Well, I think. Uh, first and foremost, David, thank you for having me. Uh, you know, for me, you know, since I've been age 23, I've never worked for anyone. Uh, you know, I think that that was something early on, uh, that I discovered that I wanted some control. I wanted to be able to, uh, you know, just get paid what I felt I was worth. I mean, I think far too many people are stuck in, you know, situations where they feel hopeless, they feel limited and uh, entrepreneurship is certainly uh, a, a way to investigate and discover, uh, you know, that there are different ways to go about uh, being successful. I think so many of us, if you look at the education system, you look at, you know, what we're taught from the minute one, uh, it seems we're taught to kind of stay in your lane, stay in this box, and truthfully, that might serve the entrepreneur that has their own business, yeah. uh, but it certainly doesn't serve, you know, the everyday Joe and Mary that are out there. So I'm blessed to have discovered that that was something that I wanted to do. Uh, the second piece is really uh, I've understood that I don't have a uh, corner on the market, so to speak. Uh, in other words, I, I don't think any of us truly arrives at whatever it is that we do. Uh, I think we continually have to find ways to learn and improve. And, you know, that's easier said than done. Yeah. How many of us know uh, how many people out there that we kind of talk this game? We have this self-talk that, you know, this is what we need to do. Maybe we went to a seminar, and I'm all about that. I go to a lot of them. Yeah. But we got, a, you know, five pages of notes that we've taken that are impactful, and, and that's kind of where they stay. So you know, by, by the way, Brian, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Just what you said so far. So when you go to a, a you know a seminar or a conference, and would you say you gain some really good knowledge? Like what are you know for me, you know, knowledge is in power, implementation is. Yes. So what are some ways that you implement? Uh, you know, you know, not too little, not too much. Um, what, any uh, thoughts yeah. there? The ways to implement. Well, I think the key is to do it quickly. John Maxwell talks about the law of seventy-two, and he actually states, and it's been proven that. When you learn something, if you don't implement it within 72 hours, it's mm -hmm. lost. Mm -hmm. So I think the first piece is you have to commit to not get drawn up into the whole idea that I got to do all these things. Mm -hmm. I mean, when I go to a seminar or I listen to even a podcast and hopefully our listeners, they're, they're, they're saying to themselves, what's the one thing I can take away from this 30 minutes? And then how can I implement that? And, you know, the next day. Mm -hmm. and, and really, I, I think we get what we ask for in today's society. So mm -hmm. when I come to something, whether it's educational, I'm reading a book, or I, I'm having a conversation with somebody, mm -hmm. I'm asking myself, what's the one thing I can take away from this that maybe I could apply that can make an impact in a positive way, either to my business, my relationships, 
Uh, maybe it's just to my personal life. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that that's critically important. Yeah, that's good. So so speaking of your journey, so most people don't know your journey. You know, I know some of it. Yep. Uh, but, you know, f- why don't you walk us through that a little bit? So, like, really the last, you know, I don't know, 20, 30 years, what have you been up to uh, <laughs> entrepreneurially? Yeah, I mean, I, I got my start initially at a, at a fairly young age in construction. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a business, made a lot of mistakes. Uh, you know, some people would say had a lot of successes and had many more failures in, mm-hmm. the, in that range. Uh, but I'll tell you what I learned was what not to do, mm-hmm. you know, I, you know, not to be cliche, but I, you know, I think it was Thomas Edison that said, you know, we've all heard the quote. I, I figured I wasn't a failure. I just figured out 10,000 ways it wouldn't work. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, the 10,001 way, uh, was the freaking light bulb, which mm-hmm. was a pretty big deal. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think the first thing is just to be secure in your own skin. I mean, I think people, at least the the people that I have met that have been most successful in entrepreneurship, David, mm-hmm. are people that have hit bottom three and four times. And you know what? They got up and they said, okay, that's a way not to do things. And they what they did was they caught a timing of a business and they took what they learned from their quote-unquote uh, failures and mistakes. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the guy who makes the most mistakes, in my opinion, is usually the guy that wins. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, you know, that's that's kind of what I, I started out in. And then I ventured into the health and wellness field, mm-hmm. really caught a, 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 a timing trend out in the marketplace and air purification uh, that really allowed me to help a lot of people. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that you know, if you could find a business that helps people, uh, there's so much more satisfaction that actually occurs. And I'm talking about genuinely help somebody. No offense to the people that have a product or service that mm-hmm. just people want to buy, great. Uh, but if I have a product that can solve a problem, it's tough to mess that up. Mm-hmm. And then it just becomes how do I find people that have that problem and genuinely have a conversation that imparts that, you know what? I actually care about you. Mm -hmm. I actually care about your program. And then the byproduct of that is I become successful because I solved that problem. Mm -hmm. I think the focus so much has to be on the outward. You know, let's face it. Most of us, if you're anything like me, you're probably pretty selfish. Uh, You (laughs) know, I tell people I'm probably my worst enemy in that. Uh, but what I figured out, my success, and, and I've been blessed. I mean, mm-hmm. the success that I've had in the last 10, 15 years has really been a result of Brian figuring out that the world's not about Brian. Yeah. And, and the minute that happened, uh, there was a shift. There was a shift in my mindset. There was a shift in my activity. I mean, you may be a business owner out there right now listening to this, and you're struggling. I want to ask you to really examine where your focus is. Is your focus so much on you and your business that you've forgotten actually what it is you're trying to accomplish? Because I believe success is a byproduct. Mm -hmm. Our businesses should be nothing more than a means to an end, a means to allow us to perhaps really do what we want to do in Mm -hmm. life. And, you know, for that, for me, uh, you know, I've been able to coach uh, high school basketball for about 18 years now. And uh, if I didn't have my own business, if I wasn't an entrepreneur, I couldn't do that. My heart goes out to people that do that for a living because I couldn't survive on that. <laughs> yeah. No, I totally get that. So 
you said one of the biggest things you found out is that the world isn't about Brian. So was there a pivotal moment in your life that you're like, yeah, like I finally understand that now. And like, was there like a certain, like maybe, I don't know, a tragedy or maybe, you know, something like for me, I, one, of my, one of the things I, I love saying is I've, I've learned so much from my mistakes. I'm thinking about making a few more, <laughs> you know, so, yeah. you know, and I've made plenty of mistakes in my heyday as well. For example, maybe I learned that, you know, uh, how to, how to, how to treat someone you love by not treating someone I love the right way. And I, that was mm. a pivotal moment for me. Right. Sure. So maybe like, what, what was that pivotal moment for you that you're like, you know what, the world isn't about Brian. I, I think it was when everything turned, everything turned for the better. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of us, especially entrepreneurs were so, you know, focus a personalities that sometimes we don't even know why we're successful. Mm-hmm. And it was when that success came, I had to, in retrospect, really look at it and say, what's really made the difference? And I recognize through all these mistakes, and, and by the way, David, <laughs> you know, we might want to learn from others' mistakes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we got something going. Yeah. Uh, but what's interesting is that it's through those mistakes and through those failures, you know, when everything turned, I realized that it really was – it was a shift in my focus. I started to really care about other people and really care about, you know, having my goals be more outward focused. And when that happened, that's when everything changed. And mm-hmm. uh, like I said, I was able to catch a couple of trends. Mm-hmm. And now we've transitioned into a, a new trend that I think is going to be absolutely huge. Mm-hmm. And um, even that trend came to me. Mm-hmm because of somebody I helped. Mm-hmm. And um, so I, I think it's really, you know, it's, it's the mistakes. And, and, and for me, it's, it's, it's the losses. It's the failures. It's, the, um, it's when you find yourself in a position of despair, if you're willing to look beneath the surface and mm-hmm. ask the hard questions, that's when you're able to really turn things around. And you know, a lot of people say, ah, Brian, you know, self-help and mm-hmm. personal development and reading and listening and all this mindset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm telling you. Ask any entrepreneur mm-hmm. that's made it in a big way, mm-hmm. and that is the foundation. Yeah. So clearly you're on mindset. Clearly that's a, that's a big thing that you want to talk about and a big thing that really has gotten you to where you are. Now, I have to ask, what has been, and you can answer how you want to answer sure. um, how you know, how you want to answer it, but what is one book that you've absolutely like, you know what, that's like my book and that's where I've gotten a lot of this from, or maybe who's been a, a big uh, mentor or influence in your life? Well, I try to read a new book every month. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you ever want to uh, find out a key to a successful person's success, an entrepreneur's success, just ask them, what is the book? that they're reading or listening to this month. And I guarantee you the top-level people, they have an answer. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, uh, some of the big impacts in my life have been, you know, books that I've gone into. John Maxwell, I mentioned his name. You know, he's been, you know, referred to as uh, the foremost expert on leadership. I mean, I believe everything rises and falls on leadership. Yep. And he has a book called The 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership. It's been around forever. Uh, and it's a great book. Mm-hmm. Uh, another book that I recently read, probably about four months ago, was The Story Brand by Donald Miller. You know, and it, I have to stop you right there. Yeah. I actually bought the book and I bought the audio book since we met for coffee. You know, what was it, a couple of weeks ago yeah. or so? Yeah. Good book. 
It's awesome. Phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it really talks about messaging and understanding. And he talks about this shift. So yeah. many times entrepreneurs, when we're selling product, we want to be the hero, right? Because yeah. we're solving the problem. But Donald Miller says the key to really gaining customers, and he's got his successes off the charts in terms of consulting and whatnot. Mm. He's turned huge success in companies. He says is making the customer the hero. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that, again, that speaks to the shift. Uh, in terms of people, you know, I, I, I try to be a sponge uh, around anyone. Uh, and I, I'm trying to, you know, I, I like to quote people because I think they've made a, a huge impact. And I, and I forget, it escapes me who the quote is by, but he said, in every man I find my superior. And what he meant was, uh, I can learn something from everybody. Mm -hmm. So whether it's a good experience or a bad experience, I try to look in the learning side of it. And, um, you know, we can talk about products. We can talk about company strategies all day long. I'm telling you, your product, my product, anyone's product out there, their service, it's only important that it does what we say it does. The real key is who's leading that? Who's creating a culture that's going to attract success as opposed to repel it? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, early on in my career, I probably repelled more than I ever attracted. Uh, you know, and I was fortunate to gain some success, but at the end of the day, it was probably all shallow because I didn't get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I now get it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I'll tell you, if you can find um, an entrepreneur that somehow understands that they can focus outward as opposed to inward, uh, and sometimes that's not easy, right? Yeah. In the beginning, we're, we're looking at our checkbook, and, and we're looking at our bills. and the Bottom line. Yeah. Uh, and, and sometimes it's difficult because, you know what? I got to survive. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and part of entrepreneurship is certainly survival. I mean, I think about some of the lower times in my life. Um, I wouldn't be denied. I said, you know what? Yeah, I'll figure it out. Yeah. And I'll find a way. And um, I, I think the way is that constant improvement and um, certainly made a big impact on me and my success. Yeah. So that was a lot of my, uh, you know, mindset. And really just entrepreneurial spirit in like 14 minutes. That was a lot. <laughs> uh, so it was like seven chapters in 14 minutes. So let's let's do a little like 180 here. Please. And uh, let's talk about maybe – so mindset, clearly. So basically I would say, hey, if you want mindset entrepreneurship, first 15 minutes, that's it. Now the last 15 minutes, I'd like to more talk about you know specific tips for entrepreneurs out yes. there. So you, you talk about catching trends on the way up. So when you say that, you know, uh, you know A, what do you mean by that? And B, how do you, you know, what tips do you have for for uh, entrepreneurs that, you know what, I don't know what I want to do, but you be catching a trend on the way up is, is mm. really a great way to do that. So well, what, what thoughts do you have there? Well, you know, timing is everything. I mean, there's no substitute for timing. I mean, if you're trying to get in the railroad business now, uh, probably not a good idea. Yeah, a little too okay. late. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you're, there, there's a lot of businesses out there that have, you know, started to level off and, and drop. You know, we saw huge success in Blockbuster Video. Who thought they'd be done? Yeah. All right. Netflix comes around and 
they're done. Okay. Uh, even in my previous business and a business that I'm still quasi involved in in air purification, you know, that trend is no longer there. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I think that you catch trends by looking at different indicators out there. I mean, something that's really simple that anybody can go to that has a computer and an internet, which hopefully everybody does these days. Yeah. You can just look on Google trends. And it's a simple way to find out what are people mm. looking for out there. Yeah. And you can actually search and it will tell you how many times an hour that topic mm. or that product is searched. Mm. Uh, so that that's a great resource that's available to anybody. Yeah. The entrepreneur probably lives there. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the everyday Joe and Mary, yeah. they don't even know what that is. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah. You know, a simple way is to try to see what's happening. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people say, look at the stock market. You know, you want to talk to your financial advisor and uh -huh. say, well, what are the stocks that you're putting your investors into next year? Uh -huh. You know, that's a good indicator. Mm -hmm. Now, let's face it. There's risk. Mm -hmm. and there's low risk. And we all know about that. But at the end of the day, you know, I want to be the guy that buys stock in Xerox in 1970. Yeah. Not the guy who's thinking about it in the 90s. Yeah. I mean, you're not going to make any money. Right. Or catching Apple now versus, you know. There you go. Uh, it makes you so, I laugh so hard when I watch Forrest Company. He goes, you yeah. know, me, you know, me and Lieutenant Dan invested in some fruit company. Um, so He so, caught a trend, didn't he? Yeah. 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 Even by accident, it doesn't matter. Like you said, timing is everything, using your words. Yep. But that being said, so. You know, for for entrepreneurs that are kind of just getting started. In fact, I want to ask two point question. Yeah, and and uh, you let me know your thoughts on this. But so, what advice do you have for entrepreneurs that are just getting started? And in a general sense, again, it's so tough to be specific when, sure. when we're being so general here. But also, what uh, what tips do you have for businesses that have been around for quite a while? Yeah. You know, like you said, you know, sometimes we just fail to adapt, mm. like Blockbuster, yeah. right? Like you know, like a lot of other companies. So. Yeah, so what tips do you have for the new entrepreneur and then for the ones that are really well-established? I think a couple of things. I, I think one of the foundational bedrocks that everyone needs to consider, whether they're an entrepreneur or not, the mm -hmm. entrepreneur will be drawn to it, but whether they're an entrepreneur or not, they need to consider the following. Mm -hmm. Number one, get yourself an additional revenue stream. Mm -hmm. You need to be involved in something that allows you to make additional revenue, whether it's a home-based business, mm -hmm. whether it's you know a side hustle, whatever you want to call it, yeah. uh, you need to be involved in that. The, the second thing is for that person and even the entrepreneur that may be getting that may be starting out, mm -hmm. don't be afraid to have a job while you're figuring it out. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, I've That's seen good. too many people that just dive in full time. And in six months, they're in financial ruin because yeah. it just wasn't a smart move. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with having a part-time kind of side gig. Mm -hmm. And I think the entrepreneur will find mm -hmm. that they'll work harder at that than they do their job. Absolutely. Let your job kind of pay the bills and keep the yeah. house lights on and yeah. what have you, yeah. right? Uh, but find something you're passionate about that has some timing on it. And you know what? Go for it. I don't, you know, I've had people, I've looked at them and said, look. Go into real estate, mm -hmm. all right? If you've got some funds, buy a house and fix it up. 
Maybe it's a part-time kind of thing that feeds that entrepreneurial spirit. And here's what I know, that when you're in a side business, when you're in an entrepreneurial endeavor, what you're going to find is that you will end up connecting with other entrepreneurs. And a lot of times, some of the greatest opportunities have come to me by just people that I've met and connected with. And I've said, wow, this, this is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, you know, first and foremost, don't be afraid to have it be a side thing. Secondly, if you don't have a side thing, get one. Okay, yeah. because you're crazy if you think you're just going to. Warren Buffett said the greatest tragedy today in America is families, families that rely on one income. Mm-hmm. Greatest tragedy. So get yourself something on the side. Hang out with people that are like-minded, you know, entrepreneurs. I mean, they're the people that you can learn from. I mean, it's certainly what I've done, uh, you know, and, it, and it's certainly uh, I believe that you need, you need more than one. Mm-hmm. You might need more than three. Well, yeah, right. You don't, you, don't have to, you don't have to have, like, best friends, but what's cool is you just have a, a group that you connect with once a month or once every couple of yep. weeks that, that just sharpen your mind because if they're constantly evolving, it's just like, I don't want you, but I don't want to be like, oh, I'm being left behind, that's you know? Right. So I think that's so key. And the one thing you said too was like again, like you even say you said J O B, which I thought was hilarious. Like job, it's like a you know almost like a swear word, right? But oh, yeah. so, or some people view it that way, but that's not true, right? And you're so right. I've seen so many people just go all in, and and you, you I admire the going all in, and that, that's awesome. But yep. sometimes, you know, you just got to have something because I mean Gary V mentions it a lot. You know, yeah. he talks about like you know when you're so passionate about something, especially a side hustle or a thing that you're really passionate about, you know, when you come home from work, you can't wait to work on it. That's right. You can't wait to say, man, I really can't wait to promote this or talk about this. And a lot of times side hustles are free to start. That's right. Just because, you know, you establish yourself an expert in the field or, you know, it's so hard to go so general about being too specific here, but it just, you're just excited. For example, like, you know, like, oh, I want to cut, cut lawns. Well, you can start on the weekend. You can That's do right. it after, especially in the summer. It doesn't get dark till nine o'clock. You can post on Instagram for free. That doesn't cost you anything. A Facebook page. You can make a YouTube channel of why everybody's lawn is yellow. That's right. And why is this doing this? And why is it harder to do that? And you'd establish That's all free. It just takes time. But once your side hustle, you're passionate about something, creating something. Maybe you're not excited about, you know, lawns, but you're excited about, doing something for yourself and your family and doing, getting out of that job that needed a funk in. So yeah. I just, I just agree with you, Brian. Hey, there's, so. there's so much pride in saying, Hey, I did this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, and don't be afraid of the grassroots activities. You know, it's funny. I had a guy going door to door with flyers on his business. I opened my door and I talked to that guy for about a half hour because I was impressed that he had the stones to go door to door and pass out his flyers to promote his business. Okay. And what did it cost him? Time and some copies. Yeah. And you know what? He ended up getting a customer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's you know what and, it, and just what it is like. What is more important to you, fear of rejection or uh, a fear of being complacent? Ah. You know, fear doesn't always have to be a bad thing. That's here. right. Like you, you know, I rather fear contentment or ah. complacent. Than, than fear rejection rejection you know I rather fear not getting my goals met for like my you know maybe providing for my family or maybe retiring whatever the whatever the case may be I rather fear that not achieving that hmm. than rejection or looking like a quote unquote idiot or like because sometimes when you when you do that fear of rejection you, you have the fear of like I don't have it all together and we have this mis you know mis uh, you know connection with culture today that you have to always pretend that you have it all together have yeah. all the answers. But- Listen, David, <laughs> I would rather be 
viewed by some as a rich idiot than a broke expert. Mm-hmm. There's a ton of broke experts out there. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I can, I can totally agree with you because I've been that. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, uh, but, but anyways, so we only have a few minutes left, by the way, Brian. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I want to make sure I get this out there. You, you have an event coming up, don't you? I do. Yeah, tell us about that. Thank you so much. Uh, we have one of our new ventures uh, is into the CBD field. And, uh, you know, as I get involved more and more in the CBD field, uh, David, I, I recognize all the misinformation that's out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the products that are very confusing, uh, as crazy, explosive, and growing of a business and marketplace that it is, you know, there's always the backside of it with products that are inferior. And, and what we decided to do was really, and again, right in line with our focus on others, mm-hmm. we decided to throw together. Uh, a CBD educational workshop where we're going to provide a tremendous amount of value and talk about what people should look for in a quality CBD product. Mm. Talk about what's out there, what are the drawbacks, what are the successes that are being seen. And it's it's free, and it's going to provide a tremendous amount of value. I'm going to have two experts there. I'm not one of them uh, that are going to be really breaking down the industry, product lines that are out there. Uh, anybody who's ever thought about CBD, maybe tried CBD, uh, maybe they have a product that they've bought and they're like, man, this is so expensive. Why is it expensive? They'll get the answers to those questions. They'll get the answers to what's working, what doesn't, and it'll be factual scientific proof uh, that will be laid out for people. And that, by the way, is Thursday, October 17th at the Hilton, at the Hilton Garden Inn directly across from the airport. At 7 o'clock Thursday, October 17th. I'm guessing at night? At night, okay. yes, 7 p.m. Okay, cool. So, by the way, how can they find out more details about that? Uh, they can simply reach out to me. Uh, I can be reached at 716-913-9153. That's 716-913-9153. Or they can email our office at newusefreedom. That's newufreedom at gmail.com. Awesome. So, actually, that was my next question. How can people reach you? Uh, that you feel comfortable putting on the air, but you already did so. So I'm excited because what's really cool is that we're having, obviously, your event uh, on Thursday, October 17th at 7 p.m. But, you know, we're starting, we're going to start doing our own events, which I'm, I'm excited to have you at because we're going to actually start doing events at breweries, distilleries, awesome. sometimes coffee shops where people actually get a chance to come and meet the people that we've interviewed, such as yourself, Brian. Fantastic. So, so for our listeners out there, make sure that you're on the lookout for that. Um, we're going to start doing that shortly on the website where you can sign up. Uh, you know, via email address, just to be alerted when the when the events are, and uh, it's gonna be free. Where we're gonna do like a you know first drinks on me. After that, you're on your you know, you're on your own. There you go. I don't want to be in trouble for no DWIs out there. <laughs> um, but yeah, so again, just thank you for your time, Brian. Uh, I appreciate it. I know I know I've walked away from at least a good couple nuggets from this from this podcast, and uh, I just appreciate your time, Brian. Well, it's my pleasure to give back, and and David, if I can leave your listeners with one thing, it's yeah. this: you can do it. I want you to be encouraged. I want you to understand that maybe you're not getting the success that you desire and deserve right at this moment, but your journey is not over. I want to encourage you not to give up. This country was built on entrepreneurship, and you can do it.
That's awesome, man. I'll leave it at that then. Thanks, Brian.